for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. We are live. Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, Stephen Jodran, and uh, familiar face to maybe some longtime listeners, Armand Kafai makes his triumphant return to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Uh, Armand, welcome back to uh, the show. Uh, thank you so much for uh, having me on. I know you guys don't like me anymore, but you know. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you know, I'm honored to you know be presented an opportunity to be invited back on the show. What a liar. Yeah, I'm that's cap. I talk to these guys every day. <laughs> what a liar. <laughs> this guy this guy talks about his card collection like Top some... Shots, baby. It's top shots. Hey, we're not, hey, we're not, we're hey, not doing cards hey, anymore. Hey, hey, it's me and Jake's card collection. We're in this together, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually Jake and I. Okay, man, look. <laughs> I got two degrees and one of them wasn't in English. And both both of them weren't in English, okay? So um yeah, was, I don't it, know. was one of them in uh, Thugonomics? It was in uh, does, does, does anybody get that reference? Does anybody? I actually like feel like I do, no. but maybe and that old. was uh, I think that was John Cena's wrestling name before he went to uh, John Cena. So I think he was the professor of Thugonomics or something like that. So are you the professor of Thugonomics? You know, no. Depends. Depends on who you ask. Wow, guys, it's been a while, huh? It's yeah. A, it's... Honestly, it's been a year. I think because. My internship started oh, in February. Yo, I think it. I think right around January was when. Yeah, February, January, somewhere in that time. I just I, COVID wasn't Jake's... a thing. I remember when I when I was telling everybody that COVID's <laughs> never going to be a thing. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> the bad takes went wrong again, man. Yeah, I never. Hey, Armand, you were you were uh, you were also kind of like throwing it, you know, playing it off early on when everybody was. You, bro. I'm be honest with you, bro. I was cracking jokes about it in January. I was. Like, I remember, like, I was with some buddies, and they're like, I was like, hey, bro, I don't have coronavirus. You're fine, bro. Like, we're sharing food. Now, that that's a pretty, that, that doesn't, that didn't age well. That uh, did not age well at all. But, man, that was, that was wild, guys. Like, life was fine. Fun. You know, fun. <laughs> all doing stuff. <laughs> now, Says the guy living in Texas. <laughs> dude, Texas is interesting. I Honestly, it's very interesting. Um. You guys, uh, well, two weeks ago, we no no one had power, and uh, actually, actually, wait, Armand, let me pause you there. We've once recorded during a tornado. Nader, yeah, we 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 wanted to get you on two weeks ago and say you're going through I don't know blizzard, whatever you want to call it, whatever happened in Texas. But uh, yeah, how how did you survive? Um, so. Our power not a couple times, but I mean it was it was like it was more consistent than like some buddies like some buddies I know, they were they were sleeping in like thirty four degree weather like four or five layers on a bunch of blankets and stuff like that. I know people are sleeping way worse off. Our pipes burst in our house, so we didn't have water for a couple of days. And fun fact, it takes around like two like big jugs of water to flush a toilet because that's what we had to do in order to actually go through and flush it. Um, but I mean outside of that Texas is interesting, man. It's interesting because it's 70 degrees. It was freezing. 
freezing and now it's 70 degrees. I'm sorry for complaining about cold weather because I know you guys hate it, but I, I hate cold weather, man. No cap. No cap. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, did I, did I use it, it the right way? I, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't even know if I use kind it. Of, kind of, kind of, kind <laughs> of. I mean, you know, you know. I mean, Texas is interesting. Like I said, it's really interesting, especially with the old, uh, how the, you know, what's going on with COVID and stuff like that. It's different in a lot of places, I'll tell you that. Well, uh, Jake, we, how are you doing? I mean, obviously, you've kind of been the captain of the ship, but... Jake is the leader of Uncle Sam's American Whoa. Soccer Podcast. <laughs> there you go. Look at There's me. the reference. Look at me. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain, I'm the captain now. All right, Captain. Well, Uncle where are we going? Sam's American Soccer Podcast. All right, so FC Dallas, Herman. Tell us about that. Can you tell us about that? What can you tell us about that? Let's uh, put you on the spot right away. Let's. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Yeah. Uh, let's put you on wow, the hot seat. So, so for those who don't know, and you know those who are new to the show, or those who forgot, which I mean, all of them are pretty likely. Um, I uh, worked as a data analyst intern at FC Dallas for a year, uh, from around this time till about, I mean, the end of the season. To be quite honest with you, until um, we played uh, Seattle and sadly fell to them in the uh, playoffs. Um, it was a great time. Uh, to be honest with you, working for a professional team, I think you guys both know this, has been a dream of mine. Uh, it continues to be a dream of mine. Um, and it's different. I'll tell you that. It's really different when you're on the other side of things and, uh, you know, have a little bit of input in, uh, you know, potential things that could, you know, you win a game or you lose a game. There's a lot more on a line than, you know, when we were just, you know, you know, just talking it up, chopping it up on – the pod, oh, I would do this, I'd do this. Now you got to think about it a little bit more uh, when you're actually, you know, working for a team. But just overall, it, it was an amazing uh, experience. Um, there's so much, like, you, I learned so much in that process, uh, you know, in sport, without sport, like, whatever, to be honest with you, just picking up so many things. And it, like I said, genuinely just taught me quite a bit on how to, like, I guess, use things and, like kind of what you like, like kind of like you know like oh we hear XG and XA and all that stuff like how can I use that in a way that actually makes sense to decision makers to players to well not players but to coaches etc and you know have them you know understand it so it was super it was super interesting it was super fun I mean I'm not uh, I, I I loved it I mean, it was super strange when COVID happened man the first two weeks oh, we played Philadelphia and then it was Montreal um, which you know, you're going up and you're helping, you know, it's Thierry Henry, which, you know, rest in peace to that. Uh, as everyone saw, he, he dipped. Um, R.I.P. in but, peace. R.I.P. <laughs> I mean, you make it sound like he died. <laughs> it, I mean, his MLS coaching career is... He'll be back. Dead. I, I gear, I, I Well, I, I bet he comes back. I bet he... I bet he coaches again in MLS. If, or, or unless he... You think? I mean, it sounds like he's going to go to Bournemouth. Yeah, and they'll they'll flounder around the championship. There ain't, and then what? What's gonna go to Arsenal? Montre for he six won't go months. to Arsenal. He won't go to Arsenal. He what? They're gonna just hire him because he's because of the name. I mean, we saw Chelsea do that with Lampard, and we all know how that went. Yeah, I mean, but I on the just... flip side, look at what's happened at Man United. Maybe that's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess there's there's some merit there's some, there. Yeah. I mean, there's some merit there, but I mean, like overall, I mean. To be honest with you, I kind of vividly remember, like, when, because I was there when, like, we shut down. Because 
It was, you know, I think everyone remembers, you know, we had the game against Montreal. We're preparing for the game against, uh, I want to say it was either Seattle or NYCFC. But the Seattle game got canceled because they found the cases in King County, um, if you all remember. And then uh, kind of the night before everything went down, um, because MLS canceled, I think, the day or postponed their season after uh, Gobert uh, tested positive for COVID um, in the NBA. Do you remember when he, he – what did he Robbed do? Robbed all the every microphone. Uh, yeah, that was a – This feels, like a, this feels right like a there. lifetime ago, by the way. That, uh, it does. It's a, it was a year ago, man. Oh, no. It's I not was even a year ago. Watch it was a Celtics game. It's not March even a year 14th. ago yet. It's no, it hasn't. There. Almost, almost there, there, man. It's nuts. And when it happened, I remember I looked at uh, my, my, my boss – uh, Freddie Herrera at the time, and he was like, I was like, what's going to happen? I was like, I think the league is going to cancel today or something because, like, the NBA just did. And what happened? I think they, they did, and we just sat there and, like, what do we do? And I was like, honestly, the part of the last, like, time I think I was genuinely in the facility, uh, you know, without, uh, you know, just, just actually in the facility. It was very, very strange when your internship just flips remote and you don't do anything for a few months because you don't know when the season's happening. Um, but like I said, I would wouldn't trade it for the world. It was a it was a great time. Uh, it's just it's just been a really it's been a really crazy year, man. It's, hopefully, things change. And you weren't just so the listeners know you did not go to the bubble, so you did not get COVID with the rest of the team right before. No, the I did not go happened. to the bubble. I did not go to the bubble. Uh, I was actually invited to go to the bubble. I don't know if I told you all that. Hey, uh, we we knew. Yeah, we knew. Yeah. You tell us everything. But, you know. I, but, but, tell but, us. Just about everything. <laughs> yeah, but I decided I decided not to go in the end. Uh, just didn't want to. Um, obviously, COVID was really unknown, and then obviously, what happened? The team it kind of turned to blessing the skies that uh, I didn't end up there. Um, stuck in Orlando for X amount of days, not being able to do anything, uh, or stuck in your room in Orlando. Not even Orlando. Stuck in your room. Um, it's like I said, man. It was. It's been a crazy time. I mean, this. Yeah, I mean this. I mean for soccer as a whole, right? We're almost used to watching no fans in the stands. I hate it, but I'm used to it. I well, don't know about you guys. I think that's a good segue to you know get into our you know first question oh, here, question yeah, baby. of the day, listeners at Unc Sam Soccer Pod at Stephen Jodoran, at Jake at Jake Watroba, and at Armand Kafai. This time, wait, around. wait, but we can't we can't miss Justin Sosa. Oh yeah. And hey, by the way, I just want to interrupt. I want to interrupt. I was watching a live show before Jake's internet cut out. Uh, was it last week? <laughs> that was last. Oh, by uh, the way, knock on wood. Hopefully, we don't have internet connection issues uh, this week. Well, if anything, that would it's be because because my internet's been a little spotty. Great. Uh, Love that. But it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But shout out JJ. Shout out Justin. You guys have done a great job with the pod. Uh, I've been watching. Uh, great, insightful conversation. I can't bring that energy anymore. I'm old. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, we that young blood, baby. That young uh-huh. blood. Uh huh. It's interesting. We got some East Coasters now, so you know, it's a little less FC Dallas, a little more Red Bulls, and uh, the conversation. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's a different conversation. It's okay, it's a, it's a larger marketplace, so that's the way I look at it. Yeah. So uh, we can tap into that New Jersey, New York City uh, marketplace there. More so. than twelve thousand fans. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, it depends. Right. Well, I mean. 12,000 fans in Frisco versus 12,000 fans in Harrison, New Jersey. I mean, it's all the same, right? It's all 12,000 fans, right? Or, you know, maybe even 12,000 fans at uh, Yankee Stadium. 
All right, we get it, it, man. Nope. Minnesota United has full stadiums, you know, whatever. We get it, dude. We Jesus, it. man. All right. Cap, we get cap. it. Hey, hey, but Jake, let me ask you, man. Oh, we're changing it up. I'm asking you now. Oh, okay. Hey, what oh, are you, what, this is our mon show now, I guess. All right. Let, yeah, let, yeah. I'm, I'm taking over, baby. Wow, I didn't know uh, we were no. getting hijacked. All right. Come, Damn, relax, leaves, dude. Chill. Leaves, uh, for a, leaves for an entire year, comes back, and acts like he owns the place now. He's like, he's like it's I do. things. I do. Okay, I know. I know. That's cap. That's cap. That's cap. <laughs> no, but so, like, uh, I've been talking too much. Like, but, like, what, like, so, like, what do you guys think of, the, like, what's going on with, like, soccer right now? Like, we're at a weird point, right? Like, we're at a point to where, personally, I think this is again personal. I'm not. So you want to know the current our current thoughts on yes. the state of soccer? Great. Now I can yes. put this yes. graphic up. Question now. of the day. Boom! There it is. Now you can see it. on What YouTube are your listing. current thoughts on the state of soccer? Mine. I mean, I'm gonna. I think this is actually kind of how Justin got involved with the show. Was me bitching about how much I hated the bubble because there was no fans and how. Because what was it during the bubble? ESPN didn't put fake crowd noise in, but FS1 did. ESPN didn't, you're right, but FS1 did, correct. And I remember being super stoked that the bubble was happening. I think ESPN had the first couple games before FS1 did. With the big old Adidas logo in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember, I remember the first, like, watching the game. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And then... About five minutes in, I'm like, there's no sound. This sucks. And I think for me, it kills it. And I remember when the Bundesliga started back up and they had like, because like FS1 had like their crowd noise, which was basically like they ripped off, I don't know, whatever college football game or, you know, something to that effect. It was pretty bad. But then the Bundesliga came around and they actually had like instant crowd reactions to certain things like boos and cheer or chants and their, uh, when teams scored, it seemed like the roar of the crowd was like pretty instantaneous or at least was pretty right. close to when it was happening. And now I put on the Bundesliga. I don't know when this started. If this Maybe I was oblivious to this when it happened at the beginning of the season, uh, this this past season, uh, or sorry, this current season. They rather. stopped it. They yeah. stopped it. And I'm like, I can't watch this. I, I can't I can't do it. And I know that no one's in the stands. I know, I understand that. But for whatever reason, you don't really hear anything except for guys barking at each other, kind of, and then you hear the kick of the ball. But I need like I need noise. I need kind of like a white noise in the background to, you know, it, it make it more interesting to me, if you will. For some reason, when it's when it's dead silence, it just it, it just feels unimportant. I don't know about what but but about YouTube, but I can't watch something when there's no fake crowd noise. It's, it's tough. So, but but with the NBA, the NHL. The NFL, it didn't bother you or does bother you? Well, the NBA, they, they pumped in fake crowd noise. And the NFL, they did too. And the NHL is weird because I don't know if the NHL does it, but the fact that there's that constant skating, like the skates making noises with yeah, the ice, yeah, yeah, like yeah. cutting and edges and all that stuff, like that drowns it out. And I'm all, and it, that doesn't bother me if there isn't crowd noise. Like, again, I don't even know if NHL has crowd noise or not. I can't even – I don't recall. I watched a game last night. And I don't recall if there was or not. Um but for whatever reasons, like part of what drew, I think drew, drew me to soccer, and part of what makes soccer fun for me is the atmospheres because they're always different. Like, take for example MLS. I'm gonna watch an Atlanta United LAFC game because of the atmospheres long before I'm watching Colorado Rapids or you know Houston Dynamo. I know I've picked probably you know two of the more 
uninspiring teams to watch, but it the atmosphere I think makes it feel like it's a bigger event than it, than it is. I don't know if either of you agree with that. I look, man. That's I mean that's one of the things that uh, you know I kind of like. I have to agree with you. We're kind of used to empty stadiums, but I think we're entering a time, man, where it's going to be very interesting. Um, I mean, I want to talk about this later potentially, but uh, it's where we are entering a point where I think NBA NBA uh, stadiums are letting in fans. I think we saw. I think the Knicks have two thousand. I know the Mavs have some. Uh, I know a lot of like arenas are starting to slowly let in people. NHL too. Yep, in an indoor arena. So keep that and like keep that in your like you know in your mind. And we saw the NFL have I think twenty or eighteen or twenty thousand people for the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, vaccinations are ramping up, but we just again I'm not trying to make us into a freaking uh, <laughs> a uh, <laughs> COVID podcast. But uh, you know Johnson Johnson got approved. Uh, you know, they're they're ramping up. More people are getting vaccinated. I think we're entering a time where maybe not in Europe, but in America at least, we're going to enter a time where I, we're going to see fans in games, maybe not to the full capacity, but to the point to where you don't need that fake crowd noise anymore. I don't know about you guys. I mean, the season starts in April. But so keep that but in your J- mind. Armand, a, a serious question. Did the players, I mean – Talking with FC Dallas, where was there? Well, how much interaction did you have with the players yeah. to begin with? I guess first and foremost. Well, well, at the beginning it was obviously very you know seamless. But when the pandemic happened, zero. I wasn't even like I wasn't even allowed anywhere near them at all. But, because go ahead. I was say, but how how impactful are the fans on players? Yes, we know the home, but. Uh, are they used to it now? Does it bother them? Are they excited to have fans back? Well, I'll tell you, like from the from like a perspective of like, you can hear everything, right? Like I can communicate with someone, I can hear it. A coach doesn't have to like yell as loud, you know. When there's a crowd around, you can't hear anybody. You can't hear if it's like, oh, vamos, you know, like 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 they're cheering on a crowd. Like they, you can't hear anybody. But like when it's when there's no crowd, you can hear instructions clear. You can make adjustments. You can communicate. You can do all those things, and that's like I, I think, like it's 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 super, it's super interesting. It's just super super weird. Huh? Like like it's I guess it's easier for them to communicate and like kind of get instructions to each other. So, yeah, I, I think aren't we all desperate for fans being back? I'm very especially des- in I'm, England. No, I'm very desperate for the for fans back for the qualifiers, man. Whenever the you know the qualifiers happen, <laughs> well, they'll be hey, they'll, you know damn well if we're still in this pandemic, they'll put up play all those qualifiers in Orlando or Tampa or Miami or wherever right, because right, Florida right. I mean, allows for I'm, it. I'm, I'm looking at the, the schedule right now. Like it looks like the qualifiers are, uh, look, doesn't look like they will start in September uh, for uh, for the United States. So like I said, that's that's. Uh, what seven, seven months. months away? Well, so six, I mean, a lot's seven, gonna yeah. change. A lot's, a lot's gonna change, I think, and uh, hopefully, and my hopefully, like we we will see, you know, like we don't need that fake crowd noise anymore. I don't know, uh, Steve, and I know you're a huge fan proponent. Oh, yes, he's a fans. big he's a big fan of fans singing the national anthem for national yes. team games. So yep. yeah, you better yes. believe that. Yes, there. but uh, let me let me give you my opening take. So I, I know we're, we're running more of an agenda free type show today, but we're, we're going to talk about some U.S. men's national team and MLS here later later on the show. But 
Let me ask you guys, what's the best league right now to watch? Indian Serial. Super League, baby. I just watched Jesus the game this Christ. Saturday. It ended 6 Odisha versus SC East Bengal. And it ended 6-5. to five. There were eight goals scored in the second half. Okay, well, apart from the Indian Super League, which captures everybody's attention these days, <laughs> ESPN Plus, uh, here's, my, here's my opening take. I think the Premier League is overrated. And it is not as enjoyable to watch. Man City... We, we last two seasons, Liverpool, now Man City are running away with it. Why why should I watch? There's no competitive juice to the top of the table. It. Early on in season, there was. But look at look at League A. Lille is atop of the table with PSG in second, behind by two points. Lyon and Monaco are behind PSG by a point. I'm gonna interrupt in you. To, I'm gonna interrupt you. What? Do you think okay, so like Look, because like you're gonna you're gonna talk about Syria, you're gonna talk about Bundesliga, because they're very yep, competitive. I'm about to go through all of them. Yep, exactly, show. exactly. Uh, but this is gonna be super <laughs> random. This is gonna be super random. Do you think that the lack of league up being on on like uh, it's on being sports, so you have to get fanatics to watch it? Do you think that kind of hurts it? Because like to be honest with you, until you kind of brought it up. I didn't realize how close the league uh, race was until you asked us that one day. What place is PSG in? I didn't. Yeah, I, I yeah. had no idea. It, it, it's 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 a detriment. And NBC moving everything behind Peacock is only going to bury the Premier League, uh, especially since City's running away with it. I, I I do not know why I should care to watch Chelsea play uh, Arsenal in two weeks' time when Arsenal blow Chelsea. Well, maybe you watch for Christian Pulisic, but no, how much play. playing time is he's getting? So what's what's the point with Syria? You got Juventus in third. You got Milan with Ibrahimovic, who is a larger character who says things off the field, which there's always stuff to talk about. You got uh, Inter with Lukaku, who's amazing. You They're got playing Juventus great, with, man. Jesus. Playing great. You got Juventus with Ronaldo, obviously, but they're the team that has been league leading Syria the last seven to eight years. But then you got Weston McKinney, who took a gamble, went to this club, and is balling out. He is the best in form a U.S. men's national team player right now. Again, there's something to watch there, not only American-wise, but also the top seven. I mean, places... Uh, Sassuolo, man. Like, if you watch them play under the Zerbi, they play attractive, like, good football if you're into, like, you know, watching that, that kind of stuff. Like, there's everything to watch there, and it's easy. I can just stream it from my phone to that TV behind me, and it's there. off the. All on ESPN Plus. I mean, no, that's, that's, I, that's, that's, I think, I know that you're, I know we're going down like the which league is more attractive to watch or which is the most attractive league to watch. It's but, one ESPN Plus for me. I don't know about I mean, that's guys. the thing. I mean, you talked about BN Sport. You can't watch a lot. I mean, I can't watch La Liga. I can't watch League 1. I really don't care to ever really watch either of those two leagues. Uh, um, league I, I would be all over it. I think it's a great league. It, no, it's a great league when PSG's not running away with the league. So once every seven years when Monaco or Lille or Nice or Okay, whoever, but you can say that about the, you can say that about the Premier and League. Every the reason... time there's a different team running away with it. Why why should I care? I want to I want to see the Because the, I feel like teams tight. 2 through 4 or 2 through 7 in the Premier League are much better than leagues 2 through 7 in the Bundesliga or 2 through 7 in Serie A. I'm not so sure. I mean, Armand, I mean, what are your, what's your take? My take, uh, just on like the, the leagues in general, like I just really, 
I've been watching a lot more Law Serie Kind of what uh, Stephen was talking about with uh, Inter. They're really in form. Like, Lauturo Martinez, Lukaku, like, she's incredible the way he's been playing recently. Um, a lot of Bundesliga as well. I mean, the race between Bayern and Leipzig is only two points. And, you know, there's a bunch of fun games. I mean, was it, it was yesterday that Leipzig came back down 2-0 against uh, Mönchengladbach, and they won 3-2 uh, with, like, a huge comeback late on. Um, do you want me to rank my leagues to watch right now? Let's do. Let's, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's start. <laughs> let's start uh, from Lee. Yeah, ten to one. Hey, no, em- embrace, embrace, the, embrace debate. Actually, twenty. We need the top twenty leagues to watch. Well, okay, hold on. Before you do that, is MLS a top twenty league in the world? Right. Yes. Now? Yes. Is it a top fifteen league? Yes. Yes. Is it a top ten league? Uh, it's right. The it's right around. It's on that border. Eight, eight nine, ten. Oh, so Steven puts it in the top 10. Armand does not put it. So Steven, the uh, guy who's constantly negative of MLS, says it's a top 10 league. Armand, who has worked in MLS, says mm, it's close, but not quite. Interesting. Oh, right, hey, anyway, you know what? We surprise people. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that, I guess, here later on the show. Uh, I guess, Armand, rank your top five. I'm assuming they're all in Europe. So uh, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. that well, five I is Lyon. Just watchability. Uh, number one, Syria. Uh, number two, Bundesliga. Wait, wait, wait. When you mean watchability, just access to it or... Well, remember, remember, this? remember. I mean, you guys remember, like, when was like It's over a year ago now. But, like, back in, you know, whenever, when I was on the show, remember, uh, one of the key points I made was it being on ESPN Plus is huge. It's huge. It is a huge, like, you know, it, it, regardless of what you say, if I can't watch it, I'm not going to watch it. So you might be surprised by his rankings. Oh boy! One is I like Syria. how he's starting from the best to the worst, not worst to the best. Oh, you want you want me to go from worst? I mean, to that's best? usually how you do a but power ranking. We already ranking, know number one. Yeah, Syria. I guess at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not used to this. Oh, no, chill. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Top shot. This. Uh, number one uh, is Syria. Number two, Bundesliga. Number three, Stephen. I'm sorry, but it's the Premier League. I can watch an NBC. I can watch an NBCSN. That's fine. It's okay. I have Peacock. It's cool. It's the office is on there. Um, number four is, uh, it's, uh, League 1, and then number five is, uh, La Liga, and I don't know if you guys saw, but it looks like CBS got the access to, uh, the Brazilian League, and, uh, alongside, yeah. Yeah. which, yeah. which, that's also a really great league that is so hard to watch. That's a top ten league, though, in the world. Yeah, it is, <laughs> and it's so hard to watch, because every time you go try to find a scream, a scream, a stream, there's, like, 5,000 ads that you gotta click through, and it's like, well, all I want to do is watch... Uh, Sao Paulo play Flamingo, man, but I guess I'll just stick to staring at a blank screen. Uh, okay, but that's, I guess I'll watch the test play FC20 on ESPN Plus or something stupid like that. <laughs> I, I have to interrupt because we are streaming on YouTube. We do not encourage illegal streaming. Just wanted to throw I mean, that hey, out there. You know, I'm a freedom-loving American, so you can do whatever you want. You know, it's the repercussions that you have to think about. Well, I don't want our streaming. stream to be taken. No, 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 no. We're not. This isn't. I mean, we're I not, didn't we're not, stream. We're not, it was an accident. We're not playing any copyright, copywritten stuff right now. So as long as we're not playing music. Okay. Well, let, let's. Uh, so I, I think the point here is that it's getting complicated. To watch soccer in the United States, you got to buy a lot of different TV packages. CBS All Access, ESPN Plus, Peacock, uh, just wait. Fanatis. Just wait. Um, wait until it's 
B win whatever. doesn't B win have a uh, B in? Aren't they on the way out? Aren't they on the way out though? Isn't aren't they losing La Liga and Liga? La Liga might go to ESPN Plus. From what I understand, where's Liga going? That's where I want to follow. Uh, Liga Discovery TV contract like three days ago or something like that. Did they, remember? Did they come up, come to a deal? Like, I remember. I'm not I, sure. I remember there was an issue which they wanted like three hundred million dollars from from the U.S. for the U.S. TV rights. And I think and no only, one gave it to them. The only co- the only people to, or only companies to come and make a bid was like Amazon and Discovery Channel for some weird ass reason. It was Discovery, Discovery Plus, bro. Yeah, and they didn't even meet the three hundred thousand dollar or three hundred million dollar bid. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out, I guess, for Lego. Maybe it comes to ESPN Plus. Like that's another well, thing. I don't know why Messi goes to PSG. You, you don't think? Uh... Uh, a TV network here wants to go chase after it. He won't because here's the thing: if you're a, it, this is the risk with trying to get the league on TV rights deals. Like, what happens if when in, like, I can't? I don't speak French. <laughs> but what happens when Mbappe yeah. leaves for Real Madrid or leaves for City or something crazy like that? Or what happens when Neymar leaves for Barcelona again? If that ever, if that's even possible at this point, because they're bankrupt, Broke. it seems like. But I, I mean. Your two most marketable stars in that league could be on the way out here after this season. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't know what's the what's the allure of league on if PSG doesn't have top players. Because no one's you know no one's watching for Nice or Lil or speak for yourself, Nance or whoever the hell. I don't even Nance. know if Nance is even good. <laughs> uh, uh, Anyway, let's we got a couple comments here. Uh, we'll start with uh, Soccer Basher Ten. He says the Premier League is <laughs> the Premier League is too good uh, in the USA. NBC has it locked down. <laughs> Who's your top ten Golden uh, Golden Globe? And, uh, I have no idea. Don't care. Either. No idea. R- I didn't, Ricky I didn't Gervais. Know that was going it's on. Ricky Gervais. One through ten. Ricky- Yes, that's 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 the only correct answer there. Oh, uh, wasn't it? Was his speech last? Was it last year? Where he called he just everyone like on he everybody? called everyone like like pedophiles. Pedophiles. Yeah, that was basically you're all touching kids. That's what Ricky Gervais did. It was a, uh, it was a uh, one of the best moments of TV uh, last year. The best. The best is uh, oh, what's his? What's the actor? Toy Story. Tom Hanks. Uh, touching kids. Tom Hanks, where he's just <laughs> in shock. It's one of the best faces. Well, he you'll was ever also. Get. I think there was. A, I think somebody in this. Okay, now this is something that maybe could be taken as taken off of YouTube. But wasn't he like allegedly linked to some pedophile ring? I don't know. Anyway, I'm saying allegedly. Oh boy. Yeah. Whatever. Oh YouTube. boy, Jake. Yeah, YouTube's gonna. Anyway, this is gonna be anyway. great for anybody listening to this in podcast form tomorrow. It's like they talked about Tom Hanks touching. What the hell? Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're talking about soccer. Okay. All we're, right, we're Stephen. What's about... Joel Morgan had another question. I want to get to it here in a little bit once it kind of once we get off this topic of top leagues that we want to watch that are you know most consumable as of now i mean steven what uh i think i know what your number one is but give us your you know one through five. Oh, syria uh league uh bundesliga currently la liga premier league's fifth <laughs> no love for I, An- I, no I... love for andy sandberg uh no he hasn't been great since uh pop star is he in pop star i think he was in pop star Dude, I, I'm terrible with pop. What's culture, that stupid? So. Uh, what's that? St- Brooklyn Nine Five or Brooklyn Five Nine? Nine Nine. Nine What the hell is that stupid show called? I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't watch. I don't <laughs> I only watch. watch uh, I only watch French shows on Netflix. You know, I could. We could probably sit here and talk about. I don't know the ESPN Plus documentary on. I don't know Blackjack, and we'd be able to discuss that more in depth than 
some top star TV shows on NBC or ABC or whatever network it is on. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a look. I don't watch T. I don't watch anything outside of sports that all that much. So, and Joel Morgan knows he's a friend of the show, so he he knows what's in my wheelhouse and what's not in my wheelhouse, you know. So, but listeners, you'd be surprised at what I don't know. Uh, my <laughs> top five league. A lot. For uh, five, I'm gonna go worst to best, I guess, in this situation here. We're, we're gonna go league on because I. Liga and La Liga, they're they're tied for fifth because I have no way to really access watching them, and I don't, I don't really care to watch live streams from my computer. I prefer to watch it on TV, and if I can't find a way to watch a stream on my TV, then I don't I don't care. Um, <clears throat> the issue here now lies in that I don't really give a rat's ass about the uh, leagues abroad anymore, like I did five years ago. So from this point on, I guess from attractiveness, like I think. The Bundesliga, no, we're Syria three. I don't really care to watch Syria. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's really no reason to watch it for me unless I'm watching Weston McKenney. Uh, two, the Bundesliga, just because all the Americans that are playing the Bundesliga now. I understand where where this is going. Okay, and I, I this is a completely controversial take. No oh boy, Bundesliga sucks because it's just Bayern Munich running away with it. It's been that way <laughs> since uh, was it 2014 that Dortmund last won the league. Was that, when they, was that yeah, the year they met like in the Champions League final? Dortmund and yeah. Bayern? No, that was 2013. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway. 2013. The league, the, I mean, yeah, from a competitive standpoint, it sucks. But if you are if you care about the national team, you have to, I mean, the Bundesliga is at the top of the list there, considering all the top talent plays in the Bundesliga. And number one, it's primarily just because it's familiar. It's, it. I don't know, it just feels like there's a, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just, it's the most, it's the easiest to access. Even, like, I have Peacock, so that's not really an issue for me. I get it free through my cable provider. Oh, good for me. Um, oh, wow. Rich boy. Yeah, rich boy problems. Um, so, for me, I mean, that's that's why it's number one. Uh, you know, on the outside looking in, first four out for me, we're doing, a, you know, NCAA tournament style here. Uh, the championship has to be considered. The Eredivisie, and also first four out. And then uh, the other two... MLS and actually, I'm gonna be honest MLS with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I put I, I would put MLS in the top five. Um, I would too. I'd put it right, well, league and league on. But there you go. We just spent 20 minutes talking about which leagues we like most to watch. Top notch soccer commentary here at Uncle Sam's It doesn't get Pod. any more compelling than that. That's the most compelling no. content we've ever put out. I think. I I agree. Uh, question of the day: What? What are your current thoughts on the state of soccer? Or I forget how we phrased the question. Whatever. It's it's Sunday night here. We've had a few drinks. But more importantly, <laughs> let's talk about the state of our U.S. men's national team. And uh, it's been some time, Armand, but I don't feel like there's been that much going on with the U.S. men's national team with the pandemic, right? I, I Great. We've had some improvement, but... I hope we didn't lose Armand. Remember when he... <laughs> remember when he uh... Remember when he said that he was having internet issues? Yeah, well... well we're, I'm going to leave him there. I'm just going to leave him there. Uh, anyone watching is <laughs> just going to see him staring off into uh, into the oblivion there. Um, God, we uh, we can't get out of, out of our own way these first two weeks here with internet problems. Uh, hey, he's back. There he is. All right, perfect. Hey, welcome back. Um, <laughs> where did you, what was that laugh? His internet's All right, so, can y'all hear me now? His internet's so busted. 
Hello? Yeah, we can hear Hello? you. Hello? All right. Yeah, that's what happens when a snowstorm hits your infrastructure and nothing's built for this. So that happens, when, still your, messed so up. That happens when your internet runs on windmills. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't windmills. It runs on natural gas. Get it right, uh, Joel Morgan had a question that I think we, we needed to t- touch on here before we change subjects here. Uh, once TV contracts for rights get restructured, leagues like MLB will be exposed. Will we see what their true uh, – Joel, you need to brush up on your grammar here. We will see what their true earnings are. Once that happens, where do you see soccer falling in the top earning pro sports? It's kind of a loaded question because, you. I mean, are we talking about the entire soccer landscape or are we talking about – Well, you guys also have to remember, like, it's been, like let's just say for MLS, right? Uh, the some deals are packaged with the U.S. national team rights. So, you know, like that's it, it kind of <laughs> depends on the national team. <laughs> what do you mean? It kind of no. it, it, it depends on like the national team. Like it's different. It's a different case, I think, for MLS, like any other league, because NBA is like oh, it's the NBA product. But like with this one, it's like oh, it's the popularity of soccer overall goes up. It doesn't necessarily have to be MLS. It's the national team. And if the national team's popularity goes up, then because it expires, I think in 2022, 2021, I'm not 100% sure. The current TV rights deal? The MLS TV rights deal? Yeah. It's after next season, is it not? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. So, so it's this year I and next think, year. I think they can start negotiating a new TV deal this year. Wasn't that the big thing when What's His Face with Miami FC offered him $4 billion to implement pro rel or something like that remember that like two oh yeah that ago? yeah ricardo where is it silva yeah something silva yeah uh yeah but i mean I, I still think mls is gonna be the like nhl it sounds like espn wants to get involved with them mlb i mean they got a big why deal why why can't espn go after la liga and liga and just have they them? are yeah but bunda isn't the bundesliga walking no. Or Sirius potentially Syria, walking to CBS. Sirius potentially yes, leaving for CBS. There's negotiations going on there. Or no? So yeah, Sirius, Sirius. Yep. But, the, but but the Premier League and NBC has to sit there and think, well, okay, if we continue to put games behind our paywall, I think we lose viewership. I really do. I I, I do not. I mean, well, how can you compete thing. with here's four the thing. leagues? Here's the thing: you're not talking about either. NBS NBCSN isn't going to be a thing at the end of the year. NBCSN is yep. going away, so everything is going to be, be behind pay, uh, no, Peacock. With... I thought they're moving to USA. Oh, is that what they're doing? Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. But, I mean, NBCSN is going away. The thing that sucks about that is, remember before Peacock, when they used to put a game on USA and a game on NBCSN, and you could yep. watch, you had, you had options? Well, pain. No more options. You get what you get. You're going to get Burnley Crystal Palace on NBC my or favorite, on USA. Game. Meanwhile, Chelsea versus City is on Peacock and you have to pay to watch that. <laughs> no, but back to kind of what we're talking about with the excitement of the national team. Paying to watch on Peacock. Nice. <laughs> pay, paying my Peacock. We, well, you know, like, well, with, uh, CBS also just took the uh, the rights for, the, got their rights for the away uh, qualifiers uh, that isn't Mexico, I think. Um, what? And- Shut the hell up. I didn't hear about this. You're breaking news to me right now. Did y'all not see that? I didn't see it. Okay, t- tell yeah. the listeners what what uh, I don't know. Yeah, so maybe CBS, they don't know. CBS got the act. So I mean, you guys remember that like the away games that isn't Mexico is like, when it's like Honduras, Trinidad, Tobago, Costa Rica, etc. They're on BN. Well, CBS got access to that, 
So it's going to be, I think, on Paramount Plus or CBS or CBS no, Access. So you'd have to pay for that regardless. No, so no, 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 no. We're not paying dip? for that. There's a, there's a website we can probably find that can probably help us out. Yeah, yeah but, like, it's it's interesting. And, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Um, I mean, there's so many good games. There's the uh, Olympic qualifying that's going to happen soon. I think the players on Guadalajara right now, I think, I don't know. Uh, there might be, like, some announcement or something. Uh, the Nations League semifinal. The Nations League. The Gold Cup, uh, the World Cup qualifiers for the national team. We're finally going to start seeing some meaningful games ever since me and Steven went on a rant about how this team is the, the national program is just absolutely awful. That was what, like 2017? Yep. No, Where there was it? the Dave Sarakin years there where you were, where you guys also <laughs> laid into. By the oh, way, did you all know that he's the new head coach of the Puerto Rican national team? Nice. Wow. Good for he, him. He parlayed the U.S. men's national team job and North Carolina. Was he to go work for Puerto Rico? Yeah. Wow. Look at that. What Which, a... By the way, shout out, shout out to uh, my buddy John Arnold for his article. Uh, one of the smaller teams in Conca in like Concaf Champions League history to ever reach like the, I think it was a second division team in or it was the USL. It was a Puerto Rican Islanders, Puerto Rico Islanders, who were actually up 2-0 against Cruz Azul going into the second leg. And then they blew a lead and ended up uh, losing in PKs to Cruz Azul uh, before. Uh, and that's, I think, the farthest they USL is, team has gone. Very random fact. Very random fact. Is but. Puerto Rico FC of the NASL still a club, no. by the way? Wasn't that owned by, like, Carmelo Anthony or something? Was I it? think, yeah, it was, but it doesn't exist. <laughs> anyway. But, I mean, meaningful games coming up, guys. I mean, we finally get to see what, you know, my prophecy of, you know, being competitive in 2026. If you so, guys remember that. Okay, so what's the current so what what's what's the state of this US men's national team? You have Weston McKinney in Juventus <laughs> playing great. Uh you have uh I mean you have Pulisic, which I don't I don't know if we're really worried about his playing time, but I'm not personally. I don't know if you guys are. Well, he's 22. I mean, we're not worried about his career time. I just think his days at Chelsea are limited. It'd be nice if he could fit, get on the field, which is so odd because he's playing for Tuchel, who he played who, under at. Who Dortmund. loved him? Who loved him? Like, which I can't imagine. I can't. I don't like you. You loved him at Dortmund, but you mean to tell me you love uh, Ziyech more than you like Pulisic? Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I think as somebody who doesn't really watch Chelsea that closely anymore, as a Chelsea fan, he came fan, off the bench today. He came off the bench today. And he really made a gr- major impact as they drew uh, United nil-nil. No, no. <laughs> <So> they, uh... <laughs> but, I mean, Pulisic obviously is there. Gio Reyna in, with Dortmund. Um, you know, a lot of players, you know, Brandon Aronson has gone from the Union and is playing starting in Europa League games for Salzburg. Um, you know, more players might move. Brian Reynolds, uh, FC Dallas, moved to uh, Roma. We saw Reggie Cannon move to Boa Vista in Portugal. Uh, players are moving abroad. Sergio Desport. I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, Chris Richards with Hoffenheim. He's yep. looking great. I don't know if you guys have seen them. All right, so, so 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 we get it. U.S. Men's National Team. Yeah, they're in Europe. Right they're now. playing. They're playing well. But let me let me let me uh, let's put the tinfoil on for a second. How many MLS players do you expect for this U.S. Men's National Team for the World Cup? Not qualifiers, not friendlies. But how many do you genuinely think? Because I think the number now is below five. I think you can have. I it's think majority of your. Okay, you're saying on a 23 man roster. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, on a 23-man roster. All right, here you I go. Think, I'll, I'll apart, give them to you apart, right now. You know what? Apart from goalkeepers, let's just keep goalkeepers out. Oh. I think you are okay. looking at the well, low. Geez. Okay, well, there's two. Okay. There was two right there. Okay, fine. Even include goalkeepers. I don't think you can, you're can. you going to get more than five MLS players. All right, here we go. Because I think the... Here we go. I'm going to do it for let's you go. right now. Ready for this? One. Gossie's Zardes. <laughs> you can't laugh at that. You know damn well. He's what, for I mean, sure going to get called up. You, who the hell else after Josh Sargent are you going to call up after him? Matthew Hopp? I mean, yeah. I mean, is Daryl DK going to be in Europe uh, this time next year? Maybe. 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 I, I, I actually yeah. could very well be. Yeah, actually, possible. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, fair uh, enough. Okay. I mean, but, like, okay, no, no, but I'm not thinking. Sebastian Legette is probably on the roster. No. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Okay, Caden Clark then? Something like that? I don't know. I mean, like... I mean, Caden Clark would be in Leipzig by then. That's probably a good point, too. All right, all right. Come on. All right, true. That's true. All right, all right. Well, okay, no, Jake. I mean, you're making Jordan Morris. Matt... Jordan Morris. I mean, there's no way. Jordan, Jordan Morris is yeah, not okay, going to be. Jordan Morris, y- yes. But let, let's uh, be Aaron honest. Aaron Long. Gotten hurt. Matt, I think he'd Matt be... Turner. Oh. Aaron Long. Uh, And there's probably a conversation to be made at one of the fullback positions. You probably have to take a guy like Sam Vines or something like that because. I'm... I mean, you unless have you to want Sergio Des playing on the left, you have to take more experienced guys, though. No, like there has to be a couple experienced guys you take. Like, look, like you're gonna hate me first, but I won't be surprised if Michael Bradley got called up. Uh, okay, all right, buddy. You're. This is why we kicked you off the podcast. Okay. Okay. You wouldn't. You. Okay. You guys would be surprised if Michael Bradley got called up. Yes. Josie out the door. <laughs> there you go. But he probably might leave too. Like Walker Zimmerman, more than five people. I think five or six is probably the is probably the okay. Uh, so I mean, the, the most. it is a fair assessment. Uh-huh. Five, it, it it seems like five's the number. Might find you might be seven or it could be four. But it seems like we're not going to have an MLS heavy uh, roster. And guess four what? And six. That's four a, and six. a good thing. It is. It is a good thing that our U.S. men's national. Jurgen Klinsmann prophecy is coming to life, huh? It is coming to life, and. Here's the other point Don't tell I would haters, like to though. Well, here's the other point I'd like to make. Just because a US men's national team player is at a Barcelona, Real Madrid, and I think Christian Pulisic will eventually make it to Real Madrid, but that's just my conspiracy. That's my tinfoil Ted. Uh ten ten foil hat. I got Tinfoil Ted. <laughs> but here's the point. If if just because just because they are at this big club does not mean it is a guarantee that they should be on the roster or a guarantee that they should get playing minutes with the U.S. men's national team. Mm. We should take account. We should take account how regular, how often they play at said club. Doesn't mean that some some Joe Schmo playing in the third division in Sweden deserves a call up because he's playing every game. No, but just because Christian Pulisic or Zach Steffens at Manchester City. And is the backup? It shouldn't just that should not be the deciding point over Matt Turner. Of oh, the there's Republic. a New England Revolution bias right there. Oh, we just heard it. We just heard it, Jake. Matt Turner is playing in every Jake, game. Do you hear that? Does this is this bring back old memories for you? He can't oh, uh, help himself. Dude, this is Steven just had to. Ha- yep. Yep. Look, Matt Turner is an amazing keep and. By statistics, mind you, he's an amazing keeper. I think, like, I think there's uh, a legit argument to be made that he should be the starting keeper for the national right, team Matt, over Zach Steffen, actually. And I think Zach Steffen should be the starter, but that's... I mean, I but I'm, like like I'm saying, I think there's a there's a 
good argument to be. You made can make an Hunter. argument about it, and I won't like be like, "Oh, you're an idiot." This, this guy's an idiot. Yeah, no, no, no. it's not. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It's not like saying all those. I remember like back in 2014. I, I don't remember. Maybe maybe a little bit later. People telling me that Brad Guzan needed to be starting over Tim Howard. I'm like, who? Like what? Who? Yeah, who? Brad Guzan, uh, designated player. Brad Guzan for the Atlanta United. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Stephen and we've had this discussion too. I still don't think U.S. men's national team's talent pool is deep enough to where they can say guys who aren't getting playing time or uh, yeah, enough playing time at big clubs. Um, what's the transition that we've made in the last? I don't know. I mean, the talent 18... pool has gotten it's gotten deeper. It's gotten deeper. But if you're if you're gonna sit here and say, because case in point, you can say Zach Steffen versus Matt Turner, right? Matt Turner plays every week for New England Revolution. Zach Steffen really only gets playing time uh, in FA Cups or Carabo Cup. Or but he's also training and you know training, training against, against the best the players best in the world. And yeah. You're right. That does. But guess what? I don't care. It's what you well, do when you, you you don't get paid to be a an athlete who trains with a team. You get paid to put on a performance on the field. That is counted towards a season, towards a cup. Okay, that's what I mean, matters. That, 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 that's what raises your performance, though. No, like I remember when Weston McKinney uh, moved to Juventus, people were like, oh, "He won't play. He should have gone um, to Southampton." I think one of those guys remember that, on right? This, uh, was on this uh, show. We can't see your hand oh, because you're cut no. out there. We can't even see. It. Yep, it was this oh, guy. Pain, pain, pain. Yep. It's like, dude, you're. It's like Weston's training against some of the best players in the world. Of course, his game is going to go up, regardless if he plays. Every single game for Juventus, which he kind of is now, or if he played maybe half the games, his game is going to go up. He's going to be a better player. It's the same with, you know, players moving abroad. Like, they're going to get better. Well, usually. If they don't, then they're just not good. Do you remember, by the way, we have a couple questions here to get to with the chat, but do you guys remember when Weston McKinney was, like, trying to force that move to Aston Villa or Southampton? And then out of nowhere, it was like, he's going to Juventus. And we're like, what the hell? I, mean, I was shook. Yeah, we were all we – sit, I'm sitting here like, is Schalke really – I mean, is Southampton really better than Schalke? Or Hertha Berlin or something like that. I was like, I don't, I don't, because I think Hertha was the other team after him as well. It's really interesting because uh, I think a couple days ago they just announced, or they didn't announce, but it said that they're going to exercise the option to buy him, which at they 18, have to eighteen point five million pounds or euros or whatever it is, that seems kind of cheap. Well, wasn't there was the clause there was a, a rumor 50%? that they, Juventus would flip him though to a Premier League club because some Premier League clubs have been in. Interested. No quick flips, baby. We're holding for he's the got, long haul. He's got what five? I didn't five goals in the season. He's been great. I mean, that's pretty good for a midfielder. Um, well, he's the best. He's the best player right now with the U.S. men's national team. I don't think it's close. Play. No cap. Let me just crack open another. Just a, we'll drink to that. Weston McKinney, the best go. player within the, the national team. All right, we got a couple questions. Let's get to these questions All right, here. Let's get to the questions. <clears throat> let's start with Matthew Genzink. Thanks for uh, watching. Uh, you were watching last week too before our stream crashed, so I apologize for that. But hey, you know we get we'll show you love here. We'll get to your question here. Which U.S. men's national team player is your current favorite? I think for me, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I know he hasn't been in great form recently, but I love me some Gio Reyna, especially when he's playing uh, next to Erling Holland. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Jake likes those U18 uh, players, huh? That's right, baby. We like them young. No, I'm not saying that. Okay. We, <laughs> we like them kids. <laughs> um, I don't know. What about clearly you guys? that was a joke. Yeah, that was clearly a joke. All right. Don't. Come on, guys. Chat, chill. Um, I mean, Armand, what about what about you? What's your Who's your current favorite national team player to watch? I might get roasted for this one. Uh-oh. I've been enjoying watching Daryl DK play. 
Who doesn't like watching guys score goals? Let's be real. Like, like he's and for Barnsley, he's been playing like really like he's a good player. He makes the right runs. He makes the good reads. Uh, he's. I just I enjoy what I don't know why, but I just kind of enjoy watching him play. I just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the young guy, Aronson as well. Those two guys I've been really interested by uh, because of Salzburg system, right? They are part of the Red Bull system. They press high. Marsh is there. It's been fun to watch. I enjoy watching Erickson play, even though he gets you know, subbed out like after 65 minutes. You know, it, it is, to Jake's point with Gio Reyna, like those U18 players I think are very exciting to watch. There's that huge unknown factor. So The anytime, Olympics, basically, the Olympic guys, like the guys who would qualify for the like, Olympic age group, they're super fun, super interesting. I agree with you. Man. Uh, yeah, and, and let me just make a point. We were clearly joking, just just for anybody out there. we uh, Thank you. We, we want to make that point loud, loud and clear. We do not advocate for any of that. That's just gross, disgusting, and there's a special well, place. Okay, for uh, we, okay. We all, everybody knew we were kidding. All right, you're, now you're well, taking you know, it to a in, weird in spot. In today's age, Jake, you just simply do not know. But <clears throat> currently, I think the the, the most exciting player has got to be Weston McKinney. He, he's the most exciting. Uh, he's currently my favorite. I don't uh, the know if he's the most exciting guy, player to watch, but I can. But, you know, teach their own. You know, I get it. I don't watch Juventus all that much. I'm not going to lie. I don't By I don't the way, by the way, super random. I just looked on Twitter for one second. Uh, looks like uh, Ted Lasso won a Golden Globe. Oh. So, so there you go. Uh, at, at Joel Morgan, Ted Lasso. Ted, oh, I love Golden Ted Lasso, Globe. by the way. Just, I never watched I'm it. I don't, random, have, I don't have Apple An amazing TV. show. Makes me happy. Um, That's another streaming service you have to pay. Yeah. Apple. Amazon, I can't yeah, wait until they get I got uh, free, so... Get, oh, get, get okay. some other weird rights for some other league. All right, next question here from Soccer Basher Ten. He wants to know: Will Matt Turner be in Europe? Why um, are you Why are you watching this if you're a Soccer Basher? <laughs> unless I'm reading his name wrong, it looks like it says Soccer Basher. Yeah, uh, in Europe. I guess I'd like to know a time frame. I'm, I'm going to assume by like we'll just say by this time next year. I don't think he's going. Like he wants to go to Europe, but he just signed a long term contract with the Revolution. I think it's after World Cup. He's going to be on the roster, right? Like there's, after there's World no Cup, he's going to get consistent playing time, and then his stock is going to go up, and then he'll try it after World Cup. That's what I would do if I were him or if I were advising him. He, he's going to get consistent playing time with the national team? So are you saying that Greg Berhalter is going to be selecting him over Zach Steffen, who, which, by the no, way, Zach I'm, Steffen well, well, played well, no. for Berhalter at Columbus Crew? Well, no, what I'm saying is he's getting consistent playing time at the Revolution. He's already part of, their, of the pool. Mm. Uh, obviously... Um, Burhalter likes him uh, quite a bit. Uh, that you don't want to risk it and jeopardize it by going to a different club and end up being like an Ethan Horvath, for example, right? Where it's just like, oh, you're like, you know, you're not playing as much, etc. Uh, you want it to where you're consistently playing. You know, you're playing. He's getting paid a decent amount. Uh, what it seems like, and it's just, I think, for him, it's a good idea to you know stay and leave maybe after. And if he doesn't, you know, you played in the World Cup. And sure, you can challenge yourself, but I mean, the pinnacle is to you know play or be dressed for World Cup. And I think in his current state, I mean, we just talked about it. You can make an argument that he should be a starting goalkeeper, as long as he performs well in the Revs. And Zach Steffen doesn't take number one uh, at City, or Zach Steffen gets loaned out and he plays consistently. I mean, there, there's there is an argument made now. If Zach Steffen goes out and gets loaned out to a Premier League club and he's playing 31 out of the 30s. Some well, it's over. It's over. You can't. You can't select Matt Turner over Zach. You can't. Steffen. You Zach really Steffen's can't. Getting... Uh, unless Zach Steffen blows, 
Uh, Which is possible. He, he, he could be terrible. I mean, I mean, Zach Steffen wasn't really all that great at Dusseldorf last year, was he? I don't recall. I don't think he was world beating. I, I get. No. I believe they got relegated out of the Bundesliga last year, but I don't think they were anything to write home about. But I mean, Matt Turner is the only MLS player I think that you can make an argument should be starting um, tomorrow if you were playing a World Cup qualifier. Like I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, advanced analytics wise, he lights it up. He lights it up uh, compared to other MLS goalkeepers, and uh, I think even compared to Zach Steffen. But I think I would personally have Zach Steffen on for right now. Yeah, just your- I'm not anti New England. They're a fun team. What Tejon Buchanan is gonna be a great player for the Canadian national team. I think I think that's like really. Should we talk? Should we talk MLS? I think that's a good transition to talk about MLS. Let's Let's Armand's three things to watch this upcoming season. All right, so I have three things to watch. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Um, it. Number one, fans and stadiums. I uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, and again, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not trying to make us a COVID podcast. Whatever. I think we'll have fans in wherever there's home games. uh, I think we'll have fans there, except maybe California. For the first game of the season on April 17th. My take. Uh, because, uh, like I said, things are looking up. It's outdoor. We saw fans for the end of the season. I think it's a very welcome sight to see, uh, you know, uh, soccer fans getting to go and watch uh, games. Um, but I think my second point is going to be more of a talking point. The three new stadiums. SC Cincinnati, Austin FC here three hours away. And the Columbus Crew Stadium, they first off all of them look amazing. And I want to ask you guys, like, if you guys have seen them, if not, you can be yes. Yeah, which stadium I saw, do you think is I, the best? I saw Columbus Crew put out. A, a, I'm just gonna dump on the Crew again, and I, I, you know, it's a, a tale as old as time. Us dumping on the Columbus Crew. Um, they released renderings, updated renderings of their new stadium, and I just want to say that. Those don't look very accurate because the stadium was sold out, and I don't recall ever seeing a Columbus Crew game sold out ever. So, <laughs> low hanging fruit. Sorry, anybody offend anybody? I'm sure somebody pain, would pissed pain. off for that. Um, no, I mean the new stadiums are fun and exciting. I mean FC Cincinnati looks kind of baller. Another thing too, and Armand, I don't know if you're going to get to this or not. Actually, I think you are because I'm looking at the Google Doc and like a good uh, podcaster. We we prep for this. Um, link to Brazilians. I think the you're talking about the pandemic and hoping that. Um, we have fans in the stands here, uh, maybe by summer or fall. Even. By April, man. For I think it's gonna be April, guys. I don't know about. I don't know you're about more, you guys, you're more optimistic than some of us are. April seventeenth. April seventeenth. You will see fans in stadiums Do for you, MLS games. Uh, the pandemic has, I think, helped. Stephen, you're muted. Uh, <laughs> pain. Pain. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me interrupt there. Armand, your take that you're going to see fans in stadiums isn't anything special because we already have fans. A, we've seen fans across the NFL in stadiums. The NBA is about to open up and the NHL. So, it's, it, yeah, wow. I'm so surprised they're going to be that's – that's It's a welcome sight. You guys are just – you're complaining. It is a welcome sight, but I, I just want to make it a point that it's not some sort of special – well, I'm going to say this. MLS is gonna do. I'm going to say this, and I don't like to take it down this road with this 
show, given that we stick to sports, I do think there is a political aspect that plays into this. I do think that uh, I think we all are aware of the general political leanings of uh, soccer fans in this country. And I think that the people who lean to that side of the political spectrum are a little bit more, uh, we'll say, cautious as it relates to COVID-19. Risk-averse. Yes, I think they push back on the notion of get, going to stadiums. I think FC Dallas took a lot of heat for having fans in the stands, and albeit, I think, I mean, what was the most FC Dallas allowed last year? 4,000, I, I mean, think. That's maybe nothing. three, 4,000. That range is nothing in the 20,000 I mean, stadium. I mean, but they, they, got, they got fans today in the Boston Bruins uh, Rangers game, I believe, or whoever they were playing in New York. They, they had fans there. So... Yeah, in, in some cities, it's still going to be a no. But the southern cities, are they're going to have fans in. Orlando, maybe Atlanta. I don't know what the dome situation. But they, they had, I think they, they had fans, fans last year. They had fans last year. Well, okay. Dallas, Houston. Austin might be an interesting tale, but that's an outdoor s- stadium. Fine, I'll allow one or 2,000 fans. Spread them up. It, it, to me, it's not going to be any big ordeal the the biggest thing is going to be when do we start seeing 50 percent 75 percent capacity and yeah, that might not I, happen for several months i mean we'll see i mean i really hope so because it's very strange when like we're talking about these new stadiums austin columbus cincinnati is it really a debut when there's only like five thousand fans kind of like louisville city right they had their like kind of half full stadium that was well, oh, Nashville. Oh, Nashville had one game with fans, and then their entire season. Like, think about how cool that playoff run would have been if fans. Oh, uh, they had fans. But it was like five thousand of them. So it's like, it's, right. I, I just, I just wish that you know, like we'll see. I mean, we'll see it happens. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to go I, on a limb and say clubs like Orlando, Miami, Atlanta, FC Dallas, Houston, Houston probably Austin. Austin. Um, Columbus, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Denver. Kansas City. I think there are clubs. That are, I think there are clubs that come. I will say May or June are going to get be given the go ahead to go seventy five percent capacity or something to that effect. I think there are going to be clubs like Portland, Seattle, L A, San Jose, New York, the Revs, who are not going to be afforded that opportunity right away. I think it's going to be twenty five percent to fifty percent capacity max for most of the season. But what I do, do you think the Canadian teams are going to do? I think they're going to be playing. Or- they're playing stateside. They're yeah. going to be. They're going to be. Pl- they're yeah, all they're relocating to the U.S. So I mean, that's that's another issue there too. Uh, but again, I guess back to the point: which stadium do you guys is going to be? The, I guess Cincinnati. The, my, your, it's Cincinnati. That's that's the it looks, answer. It looks brilliant. I think it looks brilliant. I think Austin's going to be really interesting. So you guys have kind of talked about it uh, with your shows. Uh, with you know their competitiveness with FC Dallas and Houston, is it going to drive up attendance for other teams or not? I think Austin's going to be great. I'm personally excited for Austin, man. Um, I have a bunch of friends who live there. I love that city. It's a great city. I've told you guys about it multiple times. Uh, hope to be there for an F1 race this year. Uh, but it's oh, that's what I'm excited for. It, it's excited, man. It's exciting, Austin. Like they have, I think, what 10,000 season ticket holders on the waiting list. It's exciting, man. And with Cincinnati, they're adding. They added Brenner. They uh, looking. They're adding that U twenty. You know, U twenty US U twenty Kyle Scott, which I, I remember his name when he was at Chelsea. They're linked with Brazilians. I wonder what's going to happen with this team, because they've been so dark horse, difficult to watch. 
And what about Frankie Amaya, right? Like, he was linked to a trade. Like, oh, I want to get out of here. He wants to do a trade request. As soon as you see what's going to happen with that team, I think it could be competitive. I don't know. It's very interesting. I don't know about you, Jake. No, and that was the th- this is kind of what I wanted to ask you about with the Brazilians. You talked about Brenner. They're also linked to uh, Luan. I'm not sure if I'm saying that name right. Oh, I mean, the pandemic. Pato. Pato, yeah. Another Brazilian that came to MLS. Well, I guess yep. the, the point I'm making here is MLS now has, you know, they've gone into Brazil with Brenner, and they've bought uh, a player from Brazil. Um, and now they're linked to Luan. Um, I believe it was FC Cincinnati 2 was linked to him, correct, Armand? Uh, yeah. I think the pandemic has now allowed MLS to go to Brazil, and uh, because the asking prices on these players have gone down, they're able to now kind of establish those connections with Brazilian clubs, get Brazilian talent, and hopefully with guys like Brenner and maybe uh, Luan, um, we can kind of start to see those avenues being uh, pursued more because I think that's kind of the next frontier for MLS, which are we all in agreement that uh, that league in Brazil is the best league in the, in the Western Hemisphere? Yep. So when you can start getting talent from there and pulling talent from there, it's only going to make MLS better. Oh, 100%. And I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with you know, this whole experiment with FCC, with Atlanta United, and that kind of goes my next point, and LAFC, the teams that we kind of grew up saying, well, not grew up, but like... The last couple of years. The last couple of years have been good. They kind of down years last year. I mean, uh, with the worst uh, manager in the history of the Premier League, Frank DeBoer, Rooting Atlanta. I wish I had that, uh, that Jose Mourinho uh, comment queued up. Brilliant. Right it's brilliant. And then uh, LAFC, you know, they had a down year with the uh, with the injuries to Vela, with uh, Rossi and uh, Brian Rodriguez being out. Brian Rodriguez isn't even going to come back this year. Uh, I'm interested to see how these teams fare because I don't know if you guys have watched uh, the soccer that Gabriel Heinze, the new coach of Atlanta, kind of. Uh, does with he coached at Velez, uh, but but it's very Bielsa esque. So I mean, okay. like if you look at a lot of these teams, they kind of grow up like these a lot of these managers. They grow up idolizing Bielsa, and like from what I understand and what I know and what I've heard, uh, Heinz is like one of those guys that follows Bielsa to a T. Like did he coach at New Wells Old Boys? Um, I think he. I'm just giving. Played there. I'm just yeah, giving I you a hard so. time. Actually, I didn't expect you to know that. I'm sorry. I'm, you're I just talking so. about. You're just talking about Bielsa. So I just thought I'd mention I that. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Man. <laughs> I hope so. Because because I think uh, Franco Escobar or one of the Argentines on Atlanta said he played with Heinz. I'm 100 percent sure who. Um, but it's gonna be really interesting because they brought in Marcelo Moreno, Santiago Sosa, Eric Lopez. Like they're bringing in a bunch of South Americans. They're gonna be really good for their style. They have Barco, Joseph's coming back. Like that team might be a force. That team might be a force. Now they Bello Rossi duos back and they get back to that 2019 form. I mean they have defensive issues. They address it with the signing of Kim Muhan. Um they got Corey Baird. Are those issues fixed? I don't know. Is the pandemic like, you know, not playing a condensed season where you have a game every other day gonna help them? I sure hope so. Maybe having fans will help. I don't know. Depends on what happens. Sure hope it'll help them, but those are teams I'm really interested to watch. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, keep in mind they lost Vela too for uh, how many games last season because of the a lot because, because of, of the COVID and because of he had a child, I think, right? Yeah, uh, his wife was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. so uh, what everything in Montreal? 
think they suck. Well, no Henri, so how about that? Is that yeah, but they, they, can I say they, that? They spent some money on uh, the, the Chicago midfielder. Mahal- who's they, like, Mahalovich, they got Mahalovich. And then, did you hear that it was it was it was Henri that called him, and that's the reason why he made the move to Montreal. Now he must be sitting there going, like, "Damn it!" Well, I don't think well, he really I had a decision. Who's the coach? I wonder who's going to be the coach. It's not going to be Laurent Simon. It's going to be. I don't know. It's gonna be someone. It has to be someone else. Like uh, that team. Did is... you like the Montreal rebrand? The snowflake. Yeah. I thought it was fine, man. That's like, could be worse. I'm literally it's... looking at. I'm literally looking at a box right now that I got from France, a sticker box, and it's and it's called Panini Foot. Like people don't know, like the French people, like you know this as a French speaker sometimes, Stephen. Like it's foot. <laughs> it's foot. Yeah, no. So, like, it, they're called Club de Foot de Montreal. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I don't, I don't, like, I don't have a problem with the crest, to be honest with you. Well, I'll yeah, have to you, hate it. I mean, Montreal Impact was the dumbest name in the league, I think. I'm just going to throw it out there. Actually, Houston Dynamo is the dumbest league in the, in the, name in the league. Uh, but Montreal Impact was also pretty – was also on that same level as stupidity. Um, the rebrand is like, man, it's fine. Like, I think the logo is kind of think? Meh. Do you think – like, here we are – Talking about rebrands, you have like Charlotte, right? That we talked about. Sacramento dropping out, like that. That's news. It's an interesting spot MLS is in right now. You, you, they're making signings. They're flipping players. Like, there's a lot of momentum behind it. Where will it go? And I, I'm not. I, I, I don't know if it's ever going to climb the mountain and be the sixth league outside of Europe. Like, I, I think there's such a stepping stone. I'm not sure players around the world say, yes, I want to go to MLS in the prime of my career. No. I want to go to MLS to get paid and maybe later on in my career. But, you know, if if Barcelona come calling up and you got LA Galaxy or if you got Juventus or you got Bayern Munich or you got Dortmund, Arsenal, how many players are going to sit there and go like, oh, well, let me pick the club in MLS over the 20, 30 teams in Europe that have history, culture, um, prestige. And if you are successful at these clubs, you are at the top. If you win with the Galaxy MLS Cup, no one's sitting there going like, yes, that guy did something great. Good, he won MLS. but Except Baron Davis. <laughs> Except Baron Davis, yeah. Except Baron Davis. Um, so You're right, Stephen, you're right. No one's going to do that yet, but... In the future, but, the but, okay. Do you think MLS could compete with the presentation of talent that you see on display week in and week out with the Premier League? Do you no. think we'll ever ever get that? Even in a hundred years, yes. do you think okay. it'll ever? A hundred yes. years, yes, yes. In a hundred years, it'll you, be the best league in the world. Yes. I, I just don't. I don't know if I it buy it. It needs that. to first become better than Max. Well, League MX, and you know how it becomes better than League MX? You join League MX, which is what's going to happen in oh, five years yeah. from now, five six years from now. Okay, twenty twenty six World Cup. Once it happens, they'll merge with Mexico. Yeah. And I say this. I'll say this. I'll bang this drum until it doesn't happen. All right. Until I'm proven wrong in five years from now. They each have what the other doesn't, and that's why they're going to merge. Once they do that, and once they're able to make a lot more money, they're going to be able to spend and get bigger time players. Players want the American lifestyle. You know, you can't tell me that playing yes, in Manchester United is more attractive than living in L.A. or living in Miami. 
But what age? What age are these players? Thirty or twenty-three? I mean, that's 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 a good question. I mean, that's that's the that's, key, right? That's what I'm arguing. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. Don't I, uh, want I'm to not play also not MLS. saying, by the way, that in five years they're going to be getting, you know, uh, you know, Marcus Rashford's of the world, and they're 24 years old to come over and play for LA Galaxy. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, you're going to really start to see things, you know, crank up here in five years when they get the when the World Cup comes and goes in the U.S. and they're able to throw the money around. I mean, look at like I said, they're already they're going into Brazil now and they're getting players from Sao Paulo for Christ's sakes. I mean, this is this is moving in a direction that you should be confident in their ability now to at least try to attract bigger name players or bigger time talent. Um, and like I've always said too in this podcast, there's no shame of being on a league that's a similar stature of like the Eredivisie or. Uh, no, there isn't. League Nos, something like like Portugal or you know the Netherlands, something of, of of that nature. I mean, those are still pretty good leagues. You mean to tell me that if MLS was made out of clubs that were like Benfica or Sporting Lisbon, like kind of on that same level, you wouldn't be more compelled to watch it? I mean, okay, as a Swiss, as a guy who's you know Swiss who pays a little bit of attention to the Swiss, uh, the Swiss league is the Swiss Super League, whatever the hell it's called. You, I mean. If you had a bunch of clubs that were like Young Boys or Basel, you wouldn't be excited about that. You wouldn't care to watch it more. Oh, I already do watch it. As so much there as you I go. Can. So, but I but here's the thing: I don't want my going. Swiss national team players playing in the Swiss league. I want them all playing outside of Switzerland. That's I, I I I don't. Okay, look, I care that the Swiss league is successful in Europe. Young Boys making it uh, to the round of 16 with a potential American scoring two goals and or three goals in two games or two goals in uh, two games here in the in the round of 32 and his name is eluding me but i right, I, 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 <laughs> he's got a I don't i don't look and say oh you know the, the question is do you want mls to succeed or do you want the u.s men's national team to succeed and if you want the u.s men's national team to succeed you want every player in europe for the next 50 years and you do not want a, a, for, for, you know, I, I just don't see it happening. I Don't tell me you want Christian Pulisic playing in 20 years, a, the next Christian Pulisic-type player playing for FC Cincinnati when Chelsea or Liverpool, he could be playing for them in 20 years' time. I'm not saying that. I guess it depends on where FC Cincinnati is 20 years from now and where MLS as a whole is 20 years from now. You don't know that. You are assuming that MLS is still where it is 20 years from now. And you could have had this conversation no, 20, years prior, 20 years prior. 20 years ago, MLS was, uh, was a lousy league. I think we all can admit that. As somebody who never watched the league in 2001, I can probably tell you that it was a, it was a miserable league. It wasn't very good. Um, I'm sure I offended a bunch of MLS fanboys by saying that, but it's the truth. So why am I not to assume that 20 years from now it's not... It's not, it isn't leaps and bounds better than what it is right now. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't... Okay, all... Okay. I think we're splitting here. MLS is only going to grow. I do agree with you that. I just don't know what the ceiling is. I, I genuinely do not know. I have there, a hard time... There is time no top. It. I just don't see it competing with the Premier League or Liga or Syria or La Liga or Bundesliga. Maybe it competes with France, but... I just don't see the talents. Lukaku or Antoine Griezmann have talked about wanting to play in America, but after they've had their prime in Europe. And I don't... I, that yeah, has to right play. Now, though. Actually, call their dad and tell him, Dad, this is it. I can't, I can't do it anymore in Europe. 
Remember that the Chicharito video last year yep. when he was like, "Yep, yeah." No, I mean, that, you know, Stevie, you're right. That's, that's the thing. You're, the, you, that's what MLS has to compete with. Not not the, the money, not the infrastructure, not that America is a place that players want to come to from around the world. It is the the idea from from European players. Yes, I would love to play in America. I don't know how many players we've heard that from, but it's always been in a few years down the road at the end of my career. And for better or worse, we might as fans here in America say, well, no, MLS is not a, a, a retirement league. Look at all these youngsters coming up. Great. Who cares what we think? It cares what the players think, especially the Lukakus, the Griezmanns, the Paul Pugbas of the world, Messi, Ronaldo. The, the list goes on. Ask Christian Pulisic right now. Hey, you want to go to play in MLS in three years when you're 25, 26? What do you think his answer is going to be like? Ah, oh, sure, I'd like to play in MLS. I've been waiting to play for Philadelphia Union my whole life. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. That's exactly what I was going to exactly right. say. Go back to my hometown club, Philadelphia Union, baby. Anyway, all right, that's it for today's show. we got to wrap. we got to be done here. We've gone an hour and 20 minutes. We've taken up more than Armand's time. Yeah, big oh. stretch. Yeah, all right. Yo, Armand, are we going to see you again? Are you coming back on soon? We'll find out, man. Oh, you're okay, buddy. He ain't coming back on. All right. Uh, that's it for today's show. <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod, at Steven Jodoran, at Armand Kafai. You can give Armand Kafai a follow again now, and he can uh, talk about MLS and not just give you his Dallas Mavericks hot takes like he was doing at this time last year because he couldn't talk about MLS players. Uh, yeah, he loves Luka Doncic. Uh, 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 Armand, quickly, should Rick Carlisle, uh, are his days numbered with the Mavericks? No. No. There you also, have it. should Porzingis be moved? Yes. I don't know, man. What superstar wants to play with Luca? Come on, give us the dream team here. Bradley Beal. You're you're the MB, you're the Mavs uh free uh GM. John Who, Collins, who's... baby. Give me John Collins, I'll be happy. Also, uh top shot I should buy. Uh um uh <laughs> Kevin Garnett. All right, there you have it. Hey, uh, Super Bowl, uh, your Super Bowl pick for next year. We got to get all these takes in. Cowboys. Cowboys, okay. <laughs> all right, that's it. We're wrapping. We're done. We're done. MLB. Rangers. The Stars. Not the Stars. Screw them. Uh, the, the Canadians. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Uh, you've had enough for today. Yeah, you, you've had enough. All right, question. Montreal. Question of the day, listeners. What is your, what are your current thoughts on the state of soccer? Let us know on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod, at Armankafai, at Stephen Jodder, and at Justin Sosa ninety nine, and at JJ Post for Stephen and Armand. I'm Jake. We will talk to you guys next time. Later. <laughs>